Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ESPN Denver 1600 presents Clark and Company. And we will be talking Broncos Blast next. Philip Lindsay has he become the coaching staff's Tim Tebow, a thorn in their side. Uh, and we'll compare quarterbacks with the Dolphins living uh, who are living and swimmingly going going things are going swimmingly for the Dolphins. Living on two at time. We'll ask Ian Sinclair all of those things. And it's brought to you each week by Framed Art. Keep calm. Frame on with Brian Hart of Framed Art. Uh, March fifteenth. 2021 will be the 30th anniversary of this business. Nearly, there are nearly 30 years now, a business serving Angle out of Englewood, serving Denver, all of Metro Denver, all of the college and pro sports teams, providing custom framing, superior customer service, uh, and, and all of those things that uh, Brian Hart has done. They are spruce up your living space with a newly framed piece of art, mounted memorabilia, shadow box, or photograph from some of the best in the business. How about a hero plaque from the community for framed art? given to Brian Hart from his own store, huh? Framed Art, 3065 South Broadway. And good morning, Ian. And I had this disturbing thought, looking at how the Broncos are going away from Philip Lindsay, not giving him touches, the way they answer questions about him, the way they deflect attention from uh, even when he has a touchdown run that turns the game around, making sure that other people get credit rather than dwelling. Is this guy turned into this coaching staff and John Elway revisiting this, their own Tim Tebow, because here's a guy who they don't respect his football skills. They're tired of the public being enamored of 
this guy and they have a different opinion and it's frankly not comfortable for these guys it, it's absurd the things that the offensive coordinator says I I, I am blown away at what is going on with Philip Lindsay because he he's not going to be an every down back we we have talked about that Mark will talk about that about how he doesn't have the size and he he has he has the penchant to to get hurt I don't want to say he's injury prone but at the same point when he's on the field great things happen you mentioned it, Michael, what happened against the Chargers with his 55-yard touchdown run that sparked the offense. I do not understand why you don't want to get him on the field every opportunity that you can. I get that he's not as good at, at pass protection as Melvin Gordon. I get all of that. But he needs to get more than four carries. He needs to get more touches than that. And you would think that an offensive coordinator who worked under the genius of Andy Reid would be able to figure that out. But he doesn't. It seems like every time the Broncos do something well, he stops doing it and goes in a completely opposite direction. It just makes no sense to me how this organization is treating Philip Lindsay. It, 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 take aside the fact that he grew up as a Broncos fan – He's the type of guy that you want on the field. He gives a spark to your offense. He's that emotional burst that you need. And this team needs emotion. They need somebody who is passionate, who wants to win, who wants to go out and do everything possible to win. Now, he's not going to be able to do all the things that some of the other backs are going to be able to do. But at the same point, you need that. You want that on your offense. And I, I would think that coaches would be able to figure that out. Yeah, I, you know, you brought up a couple of good points there. I, I, I don't think this is a personal thing. I think if, I think pass protection has a lot to do with it because I'm an amateur, right? I'm watching. I'm not watching slow motion tape. I'm just watching the game. I'm watching the replays. And Philip Lindsay really is a poor pass protector. He gets run over a lot in, in, in pass protection. But that's no reason for him to carry the ball four, only four times. I, I think last week was the was the worst example of of using him. He he didn't t- what, did he touch the ball five times against. Uh, against the Raiders, that was really, really hard to figure out. The, but the game plans in general are hard to figure out. I, I, this, I'm with you guys. I'm not a, I, I don't think Pat Shermer's the right guy. I think this league has passed him by, right? The, the, the new breed that Kiz talked about last night with the Matt LaFleurs and the Sean McVeighs and the Kingsburys and the Shanahan's, so that new breed has taken over this league. And Pat Shermer's just not with it. And neither is Vic Fangio. They're just not with it. They're trying to run a 1990s offense. And Philip Lindsay doesn't fit into a 1990s offense, but Philip Lindsay is the kind of guy that if you got him the ball in space 12 to 15 times a game, he'd do good things for you, which that's been proven out to be the case. Uh, I'm baffled as well as you guys, and why, especially last week, why he didn't get more touches. Not why he's not on the field all the time, because he's a lousy blocker, but why he's not getting more touches. He should be he should be touching the football a dozen times a game in whatever manner that is, if it's catching passes, if it's sweeps, whatever it is. got to get the football in the hand of a guy that can make big plays. And... I'm baffled, but but this is a, this to me is not a, a, a isolated question of Philip Lindsay. It's an overall question about where this offense is trying to go. I think it's got you mentioned. I, I just think it's absurd. I think this coaching staff is fed up. That we're football guys, we know better. You people just shut up. We know what we're doing. Oh, really? 
what, what's interesting to me is Mark mentioned Matt LaFleur, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. They had somebody who was a part of all of those guys, who worked with them and Rich Scangarello. Yeah. Yeah, and as a young offensive coordinator, it was his first year. It was his yep. first year as an offensive coordinator. And yep. Vic Fangio makes the move to get away from him after one year, despite what Drew Locke did in those four games when he yep. won four of them, taking out the Kansas City game. Look at what he look at how Drew Locke looked in those those four games last year to how he's looked this year. What's the difference? Pat Shermer and his offense that clearly does not fit Drew Locke and what he wants to do. When you look at what Rich Scangarello was able to do, it was a much better fit. So this is another decision by Vic Fangio that's like, well, why did you do this? Because you wanted somebody older because who's been around the league who you can talk about what it was like in the 80s when you were both around. (laughs) I mean, it's it's, it's ridiculous what is going on with this team. And it would be different. It would be different, Ian, if Melvin Gordon was having a Christian McCaffrey-type year or something like that, Uh, although McCaffrey can't stay healthy either. Let's let's get to the quarterback. So we did it last segment as well. Tua time is uh, put the Dolphins on top. Plus, they built that team uh, a little differently than the Broncos are building their own team. Let's get into this quarterback matchup. Uh, Is this a week where Drew Locke can – Get people's attention and say, hey, everybody's talking about Tua Tangabaloa, but I belong in that conversation. And uh, let's break this one down. Uh, In a short word, no, because the defense he's going against creates great pressure. The Broncos offensive line, as we've touched on throughout the course of this entire season, does not do a great job at pass protection. And Drew Locke has a penchant to turn the ball over like it's free shot night. So I I just have a feeling that um, this is going to be this is going to be another uh, lather, rinse, repeat game where the defense does everything it can to keep the Broncos in the game, but the offense just doesn't do enough. It turns the ball over, gives great field position to the Dolphins, and Tua is going to be able to take advantage of the opportunities that he has. And I think the one thing that you mentioned, the difference in how the the Dolphins and the Broncos are being put together at this point. What's amazing to me is Brian Flores is bucking the trend of these Bill Belichick disciples and how he's able to coach. And it's very... it is very, very similar to Bill Belichick, where it's not anything complex. They don't do anything fancy. All they do is go out and play the game. Brian Flores expects his guys to do the job better than the guys on the other side of the field. And to me, that is the sign of a great coach. And by the way, Joe Ellis and John Elway had the ability to hire Brian Flores, but they just interviewed him. So just throwing that out there. Yeah, well, listen, that, that laundry list of, of front office failures is long. It, it really is. And um, I know this is something near and dear to your heart, Ian, that the whole ownership situation makes this all worse. Not having that guy at the top, that Pat Bolin-ish guy at the top. And I don't know who the next one's going to be. It's not going to be a Bolin. It's not going to be Brittany Bolin. Whoever, whenever the NFL steps in and forces a sale, then we got to wonder, are they going to get a Jimmy Haslam? Or are they going to get a Robert Kraft? What are they, where are we going with this? Because a lot hangs in that balance, uh, including the future of this front office, which has failed. It, it, it is so abundantly clear. Uh, I've talked about it at Mile High Report. Adam and I have talked about it on our podcast. We've talked about it on this show yeah. with me doing this segment for two years. It is so abundantly clear. There is nobody at the top. It is a rudderless, captainless ship with no compass. Yeah. 
Um, and there's no one to hold people accountable. You mentioned the lack of Pat Bowen. Pat Bowen would hold people accountable. It is No yep. one is holding anyone accountable. Joe Ellis isn't yep. going to hold himself accountable. He's clearly not going to hold John Elway accountable. So, Can't. I mean, it's just this has been dragged on because there is nobody at the top. And right. it's... It's unfortunate to see it come to this point because I grew up in the 80s and 90s with Pat Bowen where he had more winning season, Super Bowl appearances than losing seasons. And now it's like we've morphed back into the 60s where basically the only reason people wanted to show up and watch the Broncos at Old Bear Stadium was to watch Floyd Little. The only problem is <clears throat> our Floyd Little, the coaches don't like. Yep. Very good. Hey, we, we're out of time here. Let's get to the predictions. Um, let, let's get to. Uh, it sounds like Dolphins are winning this one. From in your in your estimation. <laughs> yes, I, I I'm going with Dolphins 31-16. Ooh, 31-16. Man, Got it. When down. the Broncos have lost, when the have lost Ian, there's not much hope left. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's going to be a long last six games of this season. Yep. Yep. It's going to be a long six. Hey, Ian, thank you. Uh, everybody, read Horse Tracks. Read Ian St. Clair. Follow him on Twitter, at Ian St. Clair, at Mile High Report. If you want to hear two lifelong Colorado-bred Bronco guys who follow this team closely are not afraid to criticize the team that they love, listen to the Mile High uh, Report radio podcast for these guys. And, of course, read Ian's column horse tracks tomorrow morning. Ian, we'll look for your game coverage, your winners and losers after the Dolphins. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right. Coming up next, Ram Roundup. Talk about trouble over the Nuggets camp. Uh Rams lose their Saturday game against UNLV, but it gives us a chance to look ahead, analyze, and predict the Thanksgiving game versus Air Force. But uh, other troubles up there. The men's basketball program now suspended for two weeks because of COVID. There's a lawsuit by an athlete for sexual assault, which is gaining support, verbal support, uh, uh, by other athletes against the athletic department. Things are going a little crazy up in Fort Collins in this very difficult year. We'll talk about that with Kelly Lyle next. And we'll tell you that it takes a village to save a life. Shaka Franklin Foundation had to cancel their huge event and silent auction last year. But it's going to go back on. The 2020 virtual silent auction will start on Black Friday, which is uh, coming up on the 27th, this coming Friday. And it will go until December 14th. There are always incredible items there. You can contact them, info at Shaka. Shaka.org, info at Shaka, S-H-A-K-A.org, uh, is, the, uh, is, the, uh, is the email, their website, for uh, and they do such incredible work for suicide prevention in the name of uh, Shaka Franklin, who took his life uh, right before a Thomas Jefferson High School homecoming game that I called 30 years ago, virtually today, www.shaka.org, or call them at 303 303- Three three seven two five one five, and let's save a life together. Stay tuned.